Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of response. Heavenly Father, your word is already anointed. Anoint the slips of clay. Ordain power in my mouth. Touch the lives of your people. Transform their lives and their destinies. And make us live here ever transformed. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk to real Christians. And I want to talk to people who want to serve the Lord and who want to work for the Lord. Amen. Sometimes, you can look at yourself and you know you are not doing much like you really wish. Sometimes you sit back and look at a certain brother or a certain sister. You are like, I wish I could serve God like this sister. I wish I could serve God like this brother. If you are that person, the Bible says that blessed is he who tests and hunger for righteousness. For he shall be filled. May you be filled in Jesus' name. May you find yourself in that place in the name of Jesus. Your amen didn't show you are ready for me. Hallelujah. So tonight, I want to share something very interesting. I will continue later. It's during my quiet time, some time ago, within the COVID-19. The Lord whispered this to my heart, and I jotted it down. Later this afternoon, I was speaking with one of you. I have, I have a message I want to teach. I was speaking with one of you, and I realized that the Lord wants me to preach on that message. So I went to pick it up and decided to add a little flesh to it and then give it to you. So this is very fresh from the oven, real hot. So when you are swallowing, swallow with care. Amen? Because it can damage your esophagus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Alright, this is not a Sunday message. Because Sunday people, they, they, they can't clap for this message. What I'm going to talk about, they don't like it. This is for evening service. Blessed are you for coming for evening service. Amen. Now, I'm talking to you about five initial tests you will face when you respond to the call of ministry. Five initial tests you will face when you respond to the call of ministry. When God calls you either to become a Christian or to become a minister to work for the Lord. There are five initial. The, the reason why I use the word initial is because as you are journeying with the Lord, you will have other tests to write, other examinations to write. But the first five that I can bet you, you will face, is what I'm sharing with you so that you will not be surprised. Tell someone, don't be surprised. So that you will not be surprised. The others I will share with you on, on, on other occasions. I believe some of them have even mentioned. But these are the first five. Say the first five. The first five. 
No matter who you are, if you want to be a Christian, go through it. No matter who you are, if you respond, God, I want to serve you. I want to serve you as a chorister, serve you as an usher, serve you as a pastor. If I especially you want to be a shepherd. You want to work for God. You want to come into ministry. And I believe I'm talking to about 90% shepherds. That's why I'm talking about this. And good Christians who come for evening service, leaders, to be and then order. And so this message is for you. Say it is for me. Say, once I'm hearing it, it means I'll be a good Christian. And it means God has called me to work for him. Hallelujah. So if you are working for him as an usher, as a deacon, as an elder, as a chorister, as a pastor, instrumentalist, whatever you have been called to, these are the first five initial, the initial five tests, trials, examinations that you are going to take. Whether you like it or not, it is waiting for you. Once you say, yes, God, this year I repent. Expect it. The moment you say, God, I am going to do your work, you receive it. I had my fair share. Everybody will have their own share. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And I'm going to read with you. It's a long passage to verse 13. And I want us all to read. Let's be upstanding as we take the word of God. You see, in the Bible days, they get up to read the scriptures. It's a sign of honor. When you get up to do something, it's a sign that you, 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 you respect that thing. One go. Then Jesus returned from the Jordan, full of the Holy Spirit, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Next. For 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And when they were over, he was hungry. Now, take note of to be tempted, okay? To be tempted by the devil. Next, the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, I want to hear you, tell this stone to become bread. Next, but Jesus answered him, it is written, man must not live on bread alone. Next, so he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, I will give you the splendor and all authority because it has been given over to me and I will give it to anyone I want. It has been given to me. The devil told Jesus, this thing you gave to Adam, Adam has given it to me. So me, I can give it to whoever I want. That is why he can make people famous in the world. He can make them powerful. He can give them money. He can give them um, um, any sort of power they want. Don't, don't doubt it. It's real. He can give to them because Adam gave the authority to him. So he can also give to people. He can make you popular and take your soul and you'll be international musician. He can do that because it has been given to him. When Jesus comes and seizes all authority, then he won't have that power anymore. Can I have an amen? amen. Verse 7. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. Like the way the, the devil has been talking to some of you. Only you will do this. Quick. Say quick. Quick. No long thing. Quick. Open his one. Quick. Next. And Jesus answered him. We are reading at the back. Jesus answered him. It is written. Worship the Lord your God. 
except him only. Next. So took him to Jerusalem, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple, the highest place of the temple, and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. He brought him to the pinnacle of the temple. Say the pinnacle of the temple. And that is worth noting. It's worth noting. The pinnacle of the the highest point of the temple. Now, when you come to this temple, where is the highest point? The altar. I'll come back to it. Let's go on. No, this is my quiet time. I'm sharing my quiet time with you. I want to say you should do quiet time. You don't do it. Me, I've done my. I'm sharing with you. Well, what is your problem? <laughs> For it is written, He will give His angels orders concerning you to protect you. Next. And they will support you. Have you seen that the devil can quote scriptures? Oh, hello. Can you see the devil is quoting scriptures? So you think he doesn't know the word of God. He was there when you, you were being created. He was there. And he knows the Bible more than you. He knows the Bible more than you. He quoted. So it's not everything the devil just brings to your mind. Because it's from the Bible, they are going to do it. Oh, you know, Solomon married thousand wives. So you too. It's in the Bible. <laughs> and they will support you with their hands. So that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Next. And Jesus, and see, what, what he's quoting is from uh, Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Go and read verse 10, 11. You'll find all what he's saying. He knows the scriptures. And Jesus answered him. It is said, do not tempt the Lord your God. And then the final one. After the devil had finished every temptation, then he departed from him for a time. Say for a time. We'll come back to that one too. In other words, the devil has specific times he comes to tempt you. I was speaking to a certain lady and I was telling the lady that, have you noticed that the last time your mother put this pressure on you, you were about to have a miracle. But when you just compromised and did what was wrong, and then the miracle came to pass, and again, she's doing the same thing. Can you see that the devil is around the corner? That is it. The devil only comes to tempt you when there is something you can't see. Anytime a particular... You see that there are certain things you do them at particular times. After you do that, you regret. I won't do it again. Then, then when a particular time comes, you see that that thing will come up again. And you do it again. What you don't know is that the devil knows the timing. He lives, but not forever. He will come back to tempt you on something when he knows you're about to receive something in the spirit. Are you following me? That is for another time. And so, he went for a season, King James will tell us, for a particular time, and then he came back. Amen. Now, sit down. God bless you. I want you to understand that whenever you respond to the call of ministry or you respond to serve God, you will of a necessity go through initial tests, testings, trials, temptations,
before the full manifestation of the word of God for your life. Amen. Oh, amen. Psalm 105 verse 17. Psalm 105 verse 17 tells us, He sent a man before them by name Joseph, who was sold as a slave. 18. They had his feet with chains. He was put into iron. His neck was put into irons as a slave. 19. Until, now take notice of 19. Until the time that his prophecy came to pass, the word of God tested him. Until the time that his prophecy came through, he went through testings and trials. So until you have a manifestation of the prophecy of God, your destiny, the word of God for your life, the Bible says that you will be tested. Lift up your hand and say, I will be tested. Whether you accept it or not, the scripture has told us, once you are called by God, once you sign up to serve God, once you have a destiny to fulfill in God, it's of a necessity. It's something that is important. It's something that is required that you too will be tested. Nobody will escape it. You too will be tested. Joseph received a prophecy to govern the whole land in his time, his generation, to be the superintendent, to be the governor. But before the word came through or his prophecy came through, you and I know the temptations, the testings, the trials, the examinations he had to write. He had to write examination of betrayal. Say betrayal. From who? His own brothers. He had to learn. You see, he used to be a dadaba. Even when his brothers go to the... Unlike David, David was hard from childhood. David, as a little boy, he was taking care of the sheep. This time, Joseph, as a little boy, was with the father. And his senior brothers were those taking care of the sheep. His father would go to town, come back and buy the, the best gift for, for him. Sold a special coat of many colors and gave to him, treated him special. And so, Joseph was not actually a governor type. You and I would have called him a sport child. A pampered child. Are you following me? Joseph was a pampered child. Now, how will a pampered child understand the hunger of the people? Can a pampered child, born with silver spoon, understand how people are going hungry in the ghettos? Never. He will not understand. To him, ah, nah. do people eat gari? What is this? Because he has never tasted some before. There are a lot of you here, you have never taken gari with, with, uh, with salt and water. Like soakies. There is no sugar. You don't have money for sugar and you mix it. How, how many of you have tried it before? You see, so as I'm talking to you, I, I sound strange. <laughs> I sound strange. But I have eaten that before. <laughs> we break our fast with gari soakies. And the soakies that we are taking, we don't have sugar. We can't even afford to buy sugar. Some big, big stones of salt. It's what we will soak into the gari. So that at least we can swallow it. It will be swallowable. <laughs> are you following me? You see, so someone who is pampered will not understand what it means when we say people are hungry. Go and share food for them. 
The Bible says that before Joseph qualified to become the governor, he had to be tested. He had to go through hunger. Sport, child or over pampered child has to now, now eat like a slave. Go days without eating. Was in the pit for days. Was in chains for, for days, for months. Was carried to Egypt. Seth, no longer as a prince. Are you following? <laughs> oh, are you following me? Yes, the word of God tried him. So, for your own prophecy to come to pass, there is a particular type of vessel you must become. There is a particular type of prince God wants me to become before I can become the head of rescue and do what he wants me to be. So, God has to take me out of a certain comfortable zone and train me and make me write some exams and go through some difficulties so that he can what prepare me to become a certain type of pastor prince so that I can do the work he is calling me to do. That is why before you become a soldier, before you become a police, before you become anything, they take you to train you. They are changing you from the mama ba you used to be. From the dada ba you used to be. And they are making you a hard person who can stand the terrains and the bushes and the forest and the mountains and the cold and the heat. You can stand the gutters. Are you following me? That is how it is. So the word of God came unto Joseph. But for his prophecy to come through, he needed first to be tested. Tell somebody, you first need to be tested. It's not like the day he became born again. God said, So when he became born again, everything has changed. <laughs> Are you following me? The word of God tried him. God tried Abraham. He tested him. Before he became father of many nations, he had to be tested. In Genesis chapter 22 verse 1, Genesis 22 verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Kai, if God tested Abraham, who is the father of our faith, who told you he will not test you? A lot of you, eh? What you are going through, that you are crying, that you are saying God is not treating you fairly, is actually your own examination. Are you hearing me? Some of you, the delay you are going through is not actually delay. It is an examination period. Some of you, the disappointment that you think you are having is not actually disappointment. It's an examination you are writing. Say, I'm being tested. tested. Yes, some of you, the hunger you are going through, the broken hearts that you are going through, the delay in childbirth that you are going through is making you a type of woman who can preach a certain message. Otherwise, you cannot preach a certain message if you have not experienced it. You can't. You can't. You cannot become a certain preacher if you have not been through. Every preacher mostly preaches around things that he has been through before. You see, your message comes out of your experiences and your encounters. The things God showed you and the things you went through. They give you a message. They make you a type of a preacher or a type of a pastor or a type of a Christian. If you see someone who likes giving, watch it. It could be that he has been hungry before. He understands what hunger is. And that is why he will be, he say, I want to build an orphanage. He has been through something before. Watch it. Most of the people who open foundations, they will tell you their history. 
and you have suffered from something like that. If you see women who are championing breast cancer campaign, they are likely to have suffered or their mother suffered from it. And so out of that experience, it bred some passion for that thing. You see, say, uh, it's HIV, it's ambassador. He or she is actually a victim and it has bred some passion for the people. Are you following me? Tell somebody you are going through your own test. God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. That was when he asked him that go and sacrifice your son. Wow. Go and give an offering. Wow. Day by day, God keeps testing us. And we do not even know. We do not even know that we are being tested. We have no idea that God is even looking for us. That God is testing us. But our life is actually a test that is going on. Our life is a replay of tests that is going on. Jeremiah 17 verse 10. The Bible says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. This is God speaking. And God doesn't change, my brother. Say, I, the Lord, I search the heart. I'm not sitting here with a very nice face. I will only look at your face, your makeup, your beautiful hair. That's all I can see. But when God looks at you, he's searching, he's conducting a search in your and after setting your heart, he says, I will test your mind. I am the Lord that sets your heart and tests the mind. I try your mind. Test your mind. A lot of you, eh, God has been testing your mind, but you don't know. You, you keep hearing two voices. One will tell you, do this. The other person will tell you, don't do it. Go and do this. And then you are, you are contemplating. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? And God is testing your mind. And a lot of time we fail. A lot of time we, we think we are being smart, but we fail. We fail the exams. That is why you are still there. That is why the situation doesn't change. Because no good school or no responsible headmaster will promote you when you fail the paper. I've not yet seen that school. No good. That's why I qualified it. No good. Because I know a school that they don't have enough chairs. So they'll say, all of you go. <laughs> Amen. Are you following me? But no responsible proprietor or headmaster or school will promote you when you fail the, the, the paper. You will remain there. So a lot of you, you have been in that same situation you should have moved five years ago. The reason is because the same paper you are writing you keep failing. And you will keep writing it until you pass. That is how God is. That is how God is. Until you pass. If God comes to you ten times, he will take you back to the paper ten times. Until you pass it, he doesn't move on. That's how God is. That's how God is. That's how God is. When he told Abraham, that listen, from Sarah, I'll give you a hair. Abraham went to help himself. He went to look for another woman, gave birth to another God didn't talk to him for about 17 years. Afterwards, God came to him. When God came to him, God now told him that, come and walk before me and be upright. Go back to the foundation. And God told him that it is not Ishmael that I will make the covenant with. I have said through Sarah, 
I'll give you a hair to do so. I said, what God said a thousand years ago, he has said, when he comes back, he will still go back there. He will still go back. If he told you that don't start a church, and you go and start a church, when he comes back next ten years, after you are struggling in the classroom, when he comes, he will still tell you, go and submit. He will not say, okay, since you have started for ten years, let me bless it for you. No. No. May you pass your test in Jesus' name. May you pass your examinations in Jesus' name. A lot of you are going through tests that you don't even have idea of. Are you following me? He says, I am the Lord that tests the mind and searches the heart. Even to give every man according to his ways. To reward. So God tests and he rewards. He tested the Israelites also. After he called them from Egypt into Canaan. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2. He just didn't test Abraham. He tested the Israelites also. Deuteronomy 8 verse 2. He said, and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you. He led them to do what to them? Oh, come on. Are you here? To do what to them? To humble you. I led you 40 years to humble you. In other words, when I found you, you were what? That's why I led you so that I will humble you. Somebody said, I want to humble you. It means that you are proud. So they were slaves, but they were proud. And God said, I led you through the wilderness 40 years so that I will humble you. A lot of you were, you were very proud when you were in the world. Ooh, Madam Special. Madam Fine Girl. Nobody dares talk about you. Nobody confronts you. Nobody dares talk to you. When you become a Christian, no, he says that I led you through the wilderness. Wilderness is a dry place, a calm place. So I led you through the wilderness with a sole purpose. And that purpose is to teach you humility. To humble you. That is why some of you, without come and serve God, you decide to be a shepherd and everything has become rough. Since I'm even, I'm joining and sorry, I'm doing my homework and kupomo, a jumana ebasa, no matter if Afians are over some yami, and the Afians are yami and starti obe hambo. Hmm, obubu opre. It is not that God cannot bless you. It is not that the church is not a good church. It is not that it is not a blessing to serve God. It is that you have started a journey with God. And in the school of the spirit, you write an exam when you enter. You write an exam. He said, I led you 40 years in the wilderness so that I might humble you <laughs> and test you to what to know what was in your heart. Some of you, you become born again. Come a shepherd right now and God lifts you up. We can't control you. Some of you, when you were in the world, you were serial clearing agent. All the beautiful girls in the area were in danger. And you have accepted to become born again, lifted your hands to Jesus. And you have joined this church and we have made you a shepherd. 
if God doesn't put you in the place where he will test your heart, where that the womanizing has left, and immediately he keeps blessing you, keeps lifting you, our souls will become chicken. You will go after the soul and you will keep the body. Are you following me? The reason is because you should have gone through a season of dryness where you can't even afford to say say. Where you can't even afford. Where you are looking slim and ugly. Where when you meet people and you say hello, no girl likes you. Yes. So that around that time God can take his time and change that womanizing spirit in your heart. So that afterwards he can now bless you lift you up and you will be safe and you will also be safe. But once you became born again and you became whatever, a shepherd, oh, and then oh, everything is going smooth for you, doors are opening for you, everything is working for you, that character you used to have in the world will show forth. It will show forth. Because God has not worked on it. In the moment of hardship, hunger, it's your moment of limitation, confinement. That is where God can keep you and work on you. Say, God is working on me. Tell someone by you, Charlie, God is working on you. That is why life has become like, it has become a standstill. You are not, you are not doing the wrong thing. God is just working on you. He has put you in a cage so that he can work on you. If you are working on your, on your, on your baby, your animal, or whatever, you keep the person at one place so that you can work on the person. Afterwards, you release the person. True or not true? You can be in school for seven years and your mate would have completed and working in Bank of Ghana. And you will be in school for seven years. Why are you in school for seven years? And every day you'll be watching them. See how they are progressing and you are still a student. And you will be in that place as a student for seven years while someone crossed from that level after four years and is now earning a lot of money. And you will still be there in that same position. But it's not a waste of time. You are in school writing exams. When you are done, you also move on. Are you hearing me? Or you don't understand? Um, those of you who compare yourself to other people, what you have been called for is different from what they have been called for. If you have been called to be a doctor, your training is seven years. And you write exams for seven years. She has been called to do banking and finance. She writes exams for four years. She's done, she's gone. Leave her to go. Your time will come. Are you hearing me? We are not all going to the same place. I will not end in the same way. We have all been called for a different assignment. Even though we are all in the Great Commission. And so we don't compare ourselves. That's what the Bible says. They compare. You see, by the time the doctor says that, I also want to leave because the banking student has left. He will leave and never become a medical doctor. That's what happens to you. Somebody is married, so you are in a hurry. You too want to. People marry when they are 20 years and divorce when they are 29. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And some too, they will marry at age 29 and they will live happily ever after. Tell somebody, the Lord is working on you. The Lord is trying your heart. 
Say, so that I will know what is in their heart. Listen to me. Listen to me. The way you are sitting down here with a very nice, lovely face, we don't know what is in your heart. Oh. We don't know. We don't know. Because every one of us look very humble. Every one of us look very, very holy. The thing is, you don't have the car you want. You don't have the money you want. But the day that, you see, sometimes they say that, oh, money, you see, money spoils people. I was teaching the pastors, I told them, no, money doesn't corrupt people. Money reveals the real person that was hidden in the cloth of poverty. Poverty is a canopy that covers your real identity. When you get money, that's when we will know your favorite food. Today, you don't have. That's what KK is your best. Today, you can't afford fried rice. That's why KK is your choice. That is why you don't wear Gucci. That is why you, 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 you wear some kind of... It is not because that is your choice. Listen to me. What you see me wear is not my choice. Oh. I'm telling you. I really have a choice. Very soon you will see. You will see my choice. By you now, ask yourself. Days when some small money comes into your hands. Don't you see that that day you change what you eat. When your mother even cooks, you tell, and I mean, baby, in them. And I mean, did you feel me? They made the ampese, the ampese, I made my bread. Why? Because today you can't afford a special. Today you can afford trust in God. But that's when your purchasing power is low. You humbly pick the one your mother has served in the kitchen. In fact, if they don't even remember to add you because they think you have money, when you come, I say, I am one jam, Ijani. True or not true? So it means that if God doesn't take his time in blessing you God's way, if God doesn't take his time in blessing you, my dear, and he quickly opens doors for you. Obey you will be rough. You. You are here criticizing people who have four wheel or have big cars or are enjoying some bands and they are giving university girls lift. And you are saying that you, you won't do some. Wait till you have a car. Wait. Don't talk. You are still sleeping in your mother's room. You and your three siblings. You sleep in the hall. And your mother sleeps in the bedroom. That is why you look holy. Wait till you have your own key. We will see when Ajua will visit. We will see when Asia will visit. We will see when Prisoner will visit. That is when you can come and tell me that pastor, I'm a holy guy. You don't have your own key. You have no television in your room. Which, which sister will come and watch movie? Not one person. Which sister? You have nothing in your... It is a, what she said. You see, oh, black people, sister, we can share. And I, and I said, and I, when you say, one, no, jabri, 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 change, not to TV, all them. Wait till you have a television for girls in your house to come and watch cantata, to come and watch football, and then after they watch and they sleep, we will know whether you are spiritual or carnal. (laughs) 
Say, I don't even know myself. God, I don't know myself. Hey, listen, do you know you don't know yourself? You don't know yourself. I'm telling you. You don't know how you will behave when you have five billion dollars. You don't know. I'm telling you, you don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. Money is power. I'm telling you, money can give you power. It will, it will bring out the real you. You never knew. See, like I said, some people, when, when they are poor, they are very humble. When they get money, all of a sudden, they develop base. Um, there is some base in you. They see an album treble. Oh, here, treble, an album. Oh, here. I'm telling you, when you are driving a certain kind of car, when ladies see you, they invite themselves. It's like they have a way they are looking through to see which gentleman is driving the car. Until you are driving such cars, you will never hear the devil speak to you. The devil doesn't even have time for you because you, you, you can't get such a girl. So the devil will whisper to your ears that why don't you stop and pick her? You will never hear it until you are driving a certain car. I'm telling you. Say, I don't know my heart. You don't, you don't know your heart. And so God says that for me to check their heart, because they look very innocent, but for me to know what is in their heart, I will make them go through the wilderness. A little hardship. So when you really become born again, the correct one, the correct one, the one that makes you leave your sugar daddy, you must be hungry. The one that makes you live, the one who is paying your school fees for you, you must be a school dropout for some time. You don't like that one. That's the real one. No, am I communicating? He says that so that I will set their hearts. Always and pray that God help me to change in my heart. Because that is why that blessing is not coming. Because when you get it, eh, God is even afraid of you. He is the ancient of days. He knows the end from the beginning. So he knows your heart. So he has to change you. He has to change you. And that is why he has pushed you into that corner. And that hardship, limitation, is helping to change you. See that by the time you break through, Wakuma is soft. I feel why a patient. See that there are some people, they were, hey, hey, hey. but later on, you see that they are very calm. And then when you are doing something, they will just laugh and say, you don't know what we have been through. Yes. What they have been through has shaped them. If they have not been through anything, trust me, they will talk anyhow, contact themselves anyhow, behave anyhow. And so, when God calls you as a minister or as a real Christian to come and serve him, the first thing you have to know is that you will go through tests and trials. He does that so that he will humble you. You become humble. Before the money comes, you are humble. You respect human beings because you respect people because you have been there before when your managers were talking to you the way you didn't like it. So now you know how to talk to people as a manager. You know. I don't know whether you, you understand what I'm even saying. Some of you, it's today that we are seeing you in church because you don't have a job. So every day you seem to love God. Cleaning. Sweeping. Working for God. When you get a small job, you'll be telling us, and I came back late, uh, you know, I have an appointment, um, oh, uh, you know, and then uh, we are traveling. We'll go and sleep over. We'll be coming in uh, two weeks. 
and we are going to do this, we are going to come back and we have some meetings and uh, my boss has left me a pile of documents and I have to stay over the night and then do them. He said, Pastor, that is why of late you have not been seeing me. It's not, it's not like I've backslided. I've not backslided. Why am I prophesying? So it's not like I backslided. You see, they know you will say they are backslided. So they'll quickly tell you it's not like I backslided. It's just, it's just that it is work. Now that they need God to give them marriage, they are first to be in church. See them cleaning. Cleaning. Cleaning, singing, gospel. Make a food. You see, and after God opens the door and they get married, you will not see them in church doing the things. When you ask them, you say, Daddy, my husband, see, my husband comes home around 8, 8.30 and dinner must be ready. Supper. My, my, my husband doesn't like food, uh, frozen food. My husband likes fresh. Every day I have to cook fresh. Oh. Now you are married. So now your husband is the reason you don't go to church. You need a baby. You get a baby. No more rehearsals. No more ministry. No more cleaning. And the one we told said that, my baby, my baby, you see, she has to do her homework. She has to do this. I have to stay. Me and I'm sure it was Now I go school. When you were single, you were in church. He says that so that I will know whether they will keep. You see, a lot of you, when you were in secondary school, you were helping me. We were doing the work of the ministry. When you entered church, some of you when you started working, you've changed. And you've left it for Victoria generation. Now they too, they have come. They have also started working as if they love God. But I just know that it's just a matter of time. Some time ago, when I started this ministry with a lot of, uh, you know, people who didn't have jobs, like by this time, evening service, we have almost 100 people. Evening service, I'm telling you. Our lowest attendance for evening service should be 60, 60 uh, 70 in a classroom. So, like, it's not, it's not now. I'm talking about, about almost three years ago. So, like, by now, if we come for evening service, we should cross. But now, those people are telling me, see, daddy, traffic. When I close from work, I have to walk from this place. They'll give you a long lecture. So, when God says that to set your hearts, God knows what he's saying. How will you be when your blessing arrives? How will you be? You don't know it yet. So don't even answer. Only pray that God keep me. If David prayed and said that, that all the days of my life I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. It's not a mistake. Oh, I think we all go to the house of the Lord. There's a kind of blessing that will make you busy Sunday morning. There's a kind of blessing. You have not yet received it. But if you receive that kind of blessing, even Sunday morning will be when you are in an aeroplane. You need to get to another country and set up because Monday early in the morning you have seminar. You telling you. So if David says that all the days of my life I shall 
dwell in the house of the Lord. He was praying that, oh God, keep me in your house. It should become your prayer. It should become your prayer. Amen. He tested them. He humbled them. Exodus 13, 17. So it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the Philistines. That would have taken them three days. Say three days. Oh, hello, talk to me. Say, say three days. If they had taken the road through the people of the Philistines, through their country, it would have taken them just three days to get to Canaan, according to what Bible historians taught us. But God didn't take them through the three days. He asked them to go and cross a sea and walk through a road that took them 40 years. Instead of what? Three days journey. And he's telling us why. God is a wise God. God is a wise God. That's why you were here. Somebody will come and get his miracle and go. You'll still be here. You'll still be there praying and fasting. And be like, oh God, so this travel didn't hear me. No, your issue is not about the miracle you're asking for. Your issue is about something God is dealing with you. Until you have passed that test, others will come and get because they are not writing that exams. They are writing another, not the one that you are writing. And so you are praying for a job. Someone can just walk in and get job one, job two, job three, job four. And the person will be choosing between. And you will not get. Because God is dealing with you. Concerning something, God is trying to make you into a certain human being. So that he can use you to do something. It says that he did not allow them to go through the world of the Philistines. We have just some days. Even though it was nearby. For God said, the people will change their minds. And return to Egypt if they face war. If I show them the shortcut and they get there and they face trouble, don't they know the shortcut? But if I take them through the wilderness, cross the Red Sea, where is Moses again? To cross back with you. You are, you are stuck there. So you will be there. When you get there, there's no turning back. If you have not struggled to get a man, that is when you bluff your husband. Those who prayed for 15 years, 10 years, Seven years before they got a husband, they don't joke with their husbands. Those that, by the time they came back from school, men were waiting. They are the people that every little issue, they are thinking of divorce. Because they don't even know that only few men are in the world today. They don't know. They don't know that if you go and check proportion, ratio proportion, it is one is to seven. Yes. And if you are born, when it comes to marriage, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If one is to what? Seven. If you read the Bible, it will tell you. It says that in the end time, it will be so. To the extent that seven women will rush and hold the garment of one man. And they will say, just, just marry us. We will take care of ourselves and our children. Just give us your name. It's prophesied in the Bible. That's why now uh, women are okay to share men. Uh, but are you responsible? They are ready to be second wives, third wives. Why? Because go to Kolebu and check the number of boys that are born in a day and the number of girls that are born in a day. Sample your friends who have given birth and people in your family who have given birth and find out or would they, or would they, you will hear girls like seven before you hear one boy. 
And so, if by the grace of God, grace finds you, and a certain brother proposes to you, even if he's not your class, and it's not your type, you must respectfully say no. Respectfully. You don't, you don't, you don't disrespect the person. You don't talk anyhow. Because it's actually a privilege. Because out of the few men that are born in the world too, some of them are your family members. They can't marry you. Out of the few, minus your family members. Minus those who are gays, they today will marry you. Those who are womanizers, they told themselves they will never marry. They too, they are, they are part of the few. They are part of the few. Those who have become Roman fathers and those who say that they will not marry because of the work of God. We have some charismatic people who are not married because of the work of God. Bible calls them eunuchs. They don't have feelings for women. They don't have it. It's a natural thing. Those who have been made eunuchs who are taking care of queen mothers are also there. They are all part of the few men you are sharing. Those who are having accidents and dying, falling sick by the day, they are also reducing the number. Calculate. Cal- calculate, calculate your chances. They are all part of, they are all part of the few. That is why if God graces you and you find a good man, don't say he's too skinny, he's too slim. He's too tall. I don't like a langa man. He's too short. Me and my house, boabs don't come there. I don't like a gar man. I don't like an airway man. I don't like an Ashanti man. They are too no. No, 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 no. No. That's not what I'm preaching about. But I, I, I just want to say that for the sake of the young people coming up. Ladies, I said it's a blessing if out of the few God gives you especially someone who understands what you understand and has been trained like it's just a blessing. You are, you are lucky. You are fortunate. I'm telling you. You are lucky. You are fortunate. I'm telling you. Everybody here who is still believing God for a wife and a husband as your prophet, I release them for you, Jesus' name. No, but the Bible says that a nun shall lack their meat. Because of that, you will never lack your own. Say, I will never lack my own. Out of the few, I'll get mine. Oh, say it. Out of the few, I'll get mine. Amen. Do you believe that? Hear me. If it is true that God doesn't change and he has to test all these people, then it means that in the New Testament too, God tests people. Because I, I know, the reason why I started from the Old Testament because I, I know that when I get to the New Testament, you will say that you are a New Testament baby. And so those things don't apply to you. But God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you must not be ignorant about that. That God never changes. And all this while, you have been in an examination you never knew. 
all this while. That is why some of you have delayed in certain areas. Because you are right here. You seem to be failing that place. The place of patience, you are still failing. And so anybody who come your way, the person will leave. Because you are still writing the exams of patience. You don't know how to talk. You fight with anybody who comes your way. You see, you are still writing. You are still writing. Some of you, your problem is money. Money, mismanagement. You find a beloved, buy me this, buy me that, buy me this, buy me that, buy me this. And the gentleman is saying, that, how will I buy cement? How will I buy block? How will I build? And he goes away. And you see, you keep praying for a husband. But you may never get because you are writing the exams of contentment. You are not content. You like everything. Louis Vuitton, whatever, whatever. Everything you buy. Extravagant. A lady you like is yellow hair, blue this. Every day you are changing. Every day you are buying shoes. Every day you are buying trousers. Every day you are buying hair. And you think that when the guy comes around and sees that that is your character, he will not draw back. After all, there are many women in the world, though. He will easily find one. I'm telling you. Are you hearing me? Yes, I know I'm preaching good. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, but I know what I'm saying is bitter pills. But that's what I'm saying it in the evening. That's what I'm saying in the evening. So that when you go, you go and sleep over it. And start thinking about it. Hey, Abra Boy. Say your examination. Some of you have been resetting for three years now. Yes. Yes. As funny as I am sounding, but it's because I'm talking to youth. That's why I'm sounding funny. But I'm very, very serious about what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the reason why people have become nothing, but they are in church. Because they keep feeling a test of love. A test of patience. A test of kindness. A test of humility. Kukuti. They keep failing it. And so God is about to open the door. They fail. They have to sit. They have to sit. And they will never see that this is the problem. They will always be blaming something. Blaming people. Blaming God. You will always have to know that you are in an examination. Life is examination. Christianity is a school of the spirit. Say the school of the spirit. Christianity is a school of the spirit. And this particular school of the spirit, the completion date is not dependent on the school. The completion date is dependent on you. The student is the one who determines when to complete. Alright, you can say that. Oh, university is four years. This particular one, if you will be here four years, it will be dependent on how you pass quickly and go. If you will be here six years, it will be dependent on how you pass quickly and go. So the longevity of this school in the spirit as a Christian is dependent on your ability to pass the papers quickly. Otherwise, you will be there ten years, what somebody did in three years. Yes. What somebody did in three years, you will be there in ten years. May God help us. I said God should help us. Oh. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, help me pass my test. The apostles in the New Testament, they had their fair share of tests until it became a normal thing to them. They were tested. Now testing became a normal thing. First Peter chapter 4 verse 12. 
Peter was advising them. Look at how Peter puts it. He said, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, the dangerous testings or trials which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. I don't behave like this difficult thing you are going through. You're in TV that. Unemployment, you're TBI average. Not getting beloved, not getting the husband. It is not new. It has been there since. It has been there since. Having an accident, somebody dying, you losing a loved one. Oh, because of that, I won't serve God again. It has been there already. Peter says that don't think that the trials you are going through is so strange. But what? As though you have a strange thing come unto you. It's not a strange thing. It's a, a normal thing. Trials. Testings are normal. Say testings are normal. What you are going through, people have gone through it. I'm telling you. And that is why we have the past questions. That's why we are, we are telling you what you can go through. People have gone through it. People have gone through it. Verse 13. He said, but rejoice. Rejoice. Rather be happy. What you are going through, be happy. Today you are unemployed. My dear, be happy. Make the best out of it. Learn all the scriptures you can learn out of it. Pray all the hours you can pray out of it. Because you need the strength. You don't know what is waiting for you in the future. You need the strength. After you get a job, you don't know the, 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 the issues that are waiting for you. You may not find that luxury of time. Today you can pray eight hours. Pray. Because when you start working, you may not be able to pray eight hours. Today you can read eight chapters a day. Instead of sitting there and watching cartoons and complaining that pastor have not gotten a job. Pastor have not gotten a job. Why don't you rather give yourself target? Ten chapters a day. Eight chapters a day. And see. Very soon when the door opens, you realize that you will not be able to make that amount of time. Then, what you have learned now has given you weight to be able to still keep going. Are you hearing me? I hope I'm teaching someone. He says, rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you also be glad with exceeding. James 1, 2 tells us, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You become born again. You are praying. Then your job collapses. Ace. God. And our shama made you say. God. And our shama akronfabi riyame. God. And our shama menyaksi. And our shama obiyehu. Oh, no, 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 no. It is part. They are called trials. They are teaching you something. They are teaching you something. When I lost my my things recently to the thieves. What I kept telling myself is that, God, this is the third time that the same thing has happened. Is there something I'm supposed to learn that I've still not learned it from? Like a lesson I'm supposed to learn from this bitter experience. Because it has happened again. It has happened again. The moment Brother Solomon heard it, when he just called me, he said, Daddy, this is the third time. Because he has been with me for long. So he knows. Before we started church, Daddy, this is the third time this thing is happening. I don't know. I don't know. But it could be that there is something I'm supposed to do that I'm not doing. There could be a lesson I'm supposed to learn from it and apply. Because I seem to be writing the same exams in that area. What is it that has been happening to you? Cycle of promise and fails. Cycle of bitter experience. Check it. 
could not just be a witch that is worrying you. It could be that you are not learning the test. You are not learning the lesson you are supposed to learn from it. There are certain virtues that do not come by reading, listening, praying, or fasting. There are certain virtues, certain character that do not come by reading, do not come by praying. You can't pray that God make me patient. God make me patient. God give me patience. It doesn't come by praying. God make me humble. Make me humble. He would have told them to pray for the spirit of humility. Rather, he took them through difficulty so that he will humble them. We don't pray to be patient. Once you pray that you want to be patient, God will make people trouble you so that that trouble will always make you, as you're about to fight, then the Holy Spirit will tell you, wait, don't talk. Go back. Don't throw your hands. Then as you start listening to the Holy Spirit, you are now developing patience. But you cannot be there in the spirit of patience enter you. It doesn't work like that. We just lay hands on you, then the spirit of humility enters you. It doesn't work like that. Are you following me? Long suffering, that that doesn't come, the fruit of long suffering. Oh God, I pray for endurance. No, 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 no. It comes by going through something, suffering something. Then we say you have long suffering. You must go through something. Amen. They come by experiencing suffering. You know how Jesus became humble? Jesus learned humility. Hebrews 5, 8. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience and humility by the things he suffered. That's how he, he learned how to be humble, how to be obedient by the things he suffered. So for Jesus himself to know how to be humble, he had to suffer some things. So for Prince to know how to be humble, I must suffer some things. There are some things I will never understand. Forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. Until someone breaks my heart. Until some people break my church. Until some people take some people. Until some people cause me something that will touch me. Then, when God now asks me to forgive, I will know whether I can forgive or not. Not I pray that God give me the heart of forgiveness. You have invited trouble. Give me the heart of patience. Welcome. <laughs> Once you, 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 you register like that, you have to go. Jesus went through it in order for him to learn it. And so whatever you are going through today, you are learning how to love your neighbor as yourself. You are learning how to be patient. Some of you, eh, you are learning how to be hungry and still not give your body to a man. Until you learn it, you will never move on. I'm telling you, the free advice. No anointing oil will push you. No person will push you. If you like, go and do your own travel. Until you learn it. How to, because for you, any time you are in hungry, or you are in crisis, you open your legs. You will be dead till you cross it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now, I only preach the Bible. <laughs> you take it or leave it. You will be dead. Some of you, what you hate is unemployment. God will lead you to be unemployed until you can say, no. If I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. If I waste away, I waste away. I will never accept a job that will take me out of God. Until you get to that place, you will be unemployed. For some of you, that is your test. For some of you, that is your test. 
So you get to the place where you say that God and found your bed to me means somebody die. Once in your heart, then God has to leave you to suffer in it. So you get to the place you say that then God will come out. He'll bring you out. Esther said, if I perish, I perish, if I die, I die. When she entered into the palace, did she die? Nobody says, if I perish, I perish, that God allowed them to perish. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They said, if we perish in the fire, we perish. Did God leave them to die there? Daniel, they said, don't pray. Daniel said, I will pray. If I die, I die. Did he die there, lions then? Nobody. But those who say, hey, Ghana, me, 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 US, UK. They are the people God will send them to the village. A convert dinner square. Why? Because it was so to me, drew the place where I was like, I said, Rade, me, be a meko. Say, God, Rade, me, dear, me, dear, say, Oma, Oma, come, dear, me, me, dear, Juma, me, me, to me, yo. Okay. Then now, he will allow a come to. You see, you will be hungry. <laughs> you will be hungry. And you will complain and complain and complain. Until you wake up and say that, God, whether I will be hungry or I will be full, I will serve you with my life. I want to die poor. I want to die. You see, when I was coming, today I was telling a certain woman that, listen, me. When I was coming to full-time ministry, I bought one black shoe. And one other woman bought another brown shoe and, and dashed it to me. That was my babai to poverty. Like, we are giving you for the last, the rest of your life, you are going to be poor. One green shirt. And then one other light one. These were the two. Black and Astra. I had everything, two, two, two. Ask Solomon, he will tell you. Everything to do in my wardrobe. And I just knew that, Prince, your last allowance, you're going to pay your vow. And now you are coming into full time. No work, nothing, nobody supporting you. And so I knew that I'm going to be hungry for the rest of my life. I don't know when I will become successful or whatever. But if I die, I, so those days when you come to my room, you will see it boldly written. I've typed it, printed it. Ask Solomon, he will tell you. When you enter, you will see. If I perish, I perish. And I've written, no one said, if I perish, I perish, that I made him suffer. But that's what God told me. I started as a hungry man. I literally begged for Kenge to eat. Sometimes when Pique will come and visit me, but by then he was in school. And then I'll tell him, Charlie, there's nothing here. Now I'm into food and I have nothing. So as you are coming, buy some kenke or some maske somewhere so that we can eat because I'm very hungry. Gary with salt. It was not something small. Even that one, it means that they have money. I had to always go and sit by one kenke seller who was never my classmate. A university graduate like me a politician in school who had money I could buy a car. What are you talking about? I was a big guy in school and I've come back and, and God says, be a full-time pastor. And 
I had to go and sit by this KK Stella who is uneducated. And make her my friend and be chatting. Eja? We are afforded. Sit by the roadside. Me bon come on, me pretty, me bon come on. Then me yena me kosi. Oh, so for present there, did you cry? Me say, oh, nankankankan kaubat. Say the idea. Say the idea. So man, dear, I say, ma, that that is actually salvation. The day she doesn't say it. As I'm going, I'm watching. Hey, you call me. That is how I started. I walked from Sotom to Odoko to come and teach children. Where, where, where are they? Henry and these people. By then they were GSS and the upper primary boys. And Pastor Cor joined them. I walked from Sotom to this place. Come and teach them. Later on. And then from there, I walked back. Sometimes Solomon will be following me. I said, go back. Because I don't have money for transportation. Go home. I'll walk and I'll go. Little did I know that I'll be driving. Today you see me driving, you are talking. <laughs> oh, Nakoloko. It's now the Lankusa is coming. I've seen anything. <laughs> Those days when I walked from Sotom to Jowulu, to Perez Chapel, to go and sit under my switch father and walk back to Sotom. You are here talking about my white car. You have a problem. <laughs> Wait for the land cruiser. It's now coming. Shit. When I'll be walking on, 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 on that N1, Susie in, Apenquang, and I'll be walking, and I'll intentionally put my earphones in my ears. Mr. P.O.B. for lift cry, your mommy. And I'll be listening to message, and I'll be praying in tongues as if I'm in the spirit. But she me both when I'm coming, the mate, they'll be saying, Odoko, Odoko, I'll see the car park calling me Odoko. I'll say, I'm not going there. But I'm coming to Odoko. <laughs> Today you have a problem if God is blessing me. It is because I was ready to die. I was ready to be hungry. I was ready to suffer. I never knew in three years God would bless me with a big church. I never knew in three years God would give me two cars. I never knew in three years God would bless me with, with whatever I have. I never knew I even get money to even marry. After the time I was going to marry, one month to my wedding, I have nothing, not even one Ghana. My mother kept asking me, it, and then I was me say, I was in a paper supermanish. Hey, I got one month to me say, everything about me has been because I decided to suffer for the Lord. Suffer for the Lord. Suffer for the Lord. You want to be a Christian? Be ready to suffer for the Lord. Otherwise, you have to write the test of suffering. If you are afraid to suffer, if you are saying that, eh, Rade, maybe there's a one by me who be, and there you are in, why don't you, I'm giving you the past question, I'm, I'm arming you, I'm showing you that if you don't want to die, then decide to die. Jesus said that whoever will lose his life, where? In his mind. He will gain it. You, you want to gain your life. Jesus said you would rather lose it. Those who are ready to suffer. To lose their jobs. Because they won't sleep with their boss. They are the people that God will give them. Those who say that. Hey, as for me. They are coming to me. They are coming to me. They are coming to me. Because my bomb is coming to me. 
Nyame ma me djuma fofo enye sa meye. Oma we djuma fofo enye sa obeye. Yeah. Oma obe obe she ama waye. Tell somebody pass your test. Pass your test. You are wasting your own time. You are wasting your own time. You are wasting your own time. One senior uh, man of God, he, he was telling me, I wanted to make money. He told me, he said, Prince, I can see that the decision you took has helped me. I wanted to make money before coming into church because Charlie, I didn't want to go hungry. He told me, I didn't want to go hungry. And that's what is happening out there. People don't want to lose their lives for God. They don't want to lose their jobs for God. He who wants to save his life will lose it. He who wants to lose his life for the gospel's sake will gain it. Pass your test. Pass your test. Stop complaining that the money is not coming. It's not coming because you are failing in that test. You will be poor for a very long time if you don't pass it. God will prosper others and you will see him prospering others and you will wonder why ask for you. But the problem is you are failing it. You are failing it. You can't give to God. When it's in your pocket, you think if I give this, I come back to you. You are failing in, in the test of, of prosperity. You can't give what you have. Listen, you can, you can ask them. They, they will tell you. I give them my last money and I walk back. Sometimes I will come. That when I come, the whole, the, the whole offering that I took for a fellowship was about three cities or four or five cities. And Uncle Sam will tell me that he's hungry. And I'll give him that money to go and eat. I'll only ask him. I'll give him that money to go and eat. And I will walk back to South home. After walking here, I don't struggle to give out. I can give. Give money. Even when I had nothing, I was taking people to school. I have taking care of people to go to secondary school. Fool, fool. It's not like half. Took them from nowhere. Took them to school. Not one person. Go and ask them. The Vanessa's, the Solomon's, the Hannes, different, different people. Go and, go and ask them. I'm thinking when I didn't have. God knows if he makes me rich, I'll take care of people. Pass your test. Pass your test. You are failing it too much. You are, you are a miser too much. You are too wicked too much. Pass your test. You don't give to people. You don't help. And you say you are, you, are, you, are, you are being poor. Rise up to you. Pass your test. Now one year single and check. Pass your test. Now one year unemployed and check. Pass your test. Now when did here check. Pass your test. God has great plans for you. But until the word of God tried process, he never became. He had to pass the test of Potiphar's wife. If he has slept with Potiphar's wife, no throne for him. Because when he becomes a governor, he will sleep with all the women on the land. God has to be sure that he can control himself. Pass your test. Pass your test. Pass your test. Lift up your two hands. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Every test I've been failing, that have kept me at this same level, for a long time, I pray in the name of Jesus. Help me to pass my test. Help me to identify it. 
particular test that I seem to be failing and the exams we are carrying help me to identify and to pass that test. Open your mouth and pray that prayer now. Talk to the Lord. Don't just stand there like I'm not talking to you. The method of preaching, it means to you more than it means to the one standing by you. You are keeping long. Your friends are going. Your friends are moving forward. Can't you see it? Don't be bothered about what is not coming. Be bothered about what you are failing. You are failing your test. You are failing your test. You are failing your test. The Lord will help you to pass your test. The Lord will help you. Oh God. Any death that I'm feeling that is keeping me poor, that is keeping me poor, that is keeping me in this state, that is keeping me in this disappointment, that is keeping me single. Lord, deliver me. Help me to identify that test and to pass that test. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Help me to pass my test. The test ahead of me. The test remaining ahead of me, Lord. Help me to pass that. May I not fail in any of those tests so that I will go with speed. So that the church will grow with speed. So that the ministry will increase with speed. In the name of Jesus. 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 Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died, that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko 
adjacent best point savings and loan or docker market for more information please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.